Welcome everyone to another episode of the Hall of Fame show. It's season four, episode four. And wait a minute, I'm on secret location. Shh, don't tell anybody where I am. So I'm, I've left Mount Manitoba just for a week, but I'll be back. Much like Evan Nolan, who's always here. How you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the marshmallow corner like I always am. Uh, you know, how's the internet connection? <laughs> there, there you go. Well, Marshmallow Corner and my undisclosed location. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Kirk Buckner. And together, Evan and I, we own NotInHallOfFame.com, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, which you can vote on now at www.NotInHallOfFame.com forward slash USA for the first ever uh, United States Athletic Hall of Fame class. And the great thing about this is it is completely transparent and open to all of you. All of you are voters. You're all Hall of Fame voters. Think of that. You'd have yeah. to join Sabre for 10 years. <laughs> hey, and, and one thing we do not allow is, is blank ballots. <laughs> well, I suppose. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I, uh, now that I think about it, I don't see how that would, yeah, it wouldn't even work. That's true. There you yeah, go. It doesn't make a difference because we don't do percentages, we do overall totals. That's true. Yes, you can't do none, none of this. None of this moralizing. Well, there, so. there you go. But you know what's, a, what's good morals is good betting. Okay, maybe it isn't. <laughs> but if you bet responsibly, it is. I never said I was good at segues, Evan. I never said. I have to say that that's one of the good ones. I actually enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. well, betting is something that I like to do. I also lose a lot. Always to this that guy. Is true. Yes, it is true. But I'm changing all that. Now, I mean, it might be a struggle because Evan's already downloaded the same thing that I have. What's that? You say it's BetStamp. Download BetStamp. And let me tell you why you should. Uh, hey, there's a little uh, game coming uh, coming soon. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Super Bowl. Mm, yes, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Absolutely. You, you know, there's... Actually, you're the second person on on, on 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 my failed copy to do it this way. You and Brad Nelson apparently know each other very, very well. Well, but, I, I just, I'm just i just worried that we're not allowed to use the name of that game without getting in trouble with the uh, express rate consent of the NFL. So, uh, Well, he wasn't, so either way. <laughs> uh, so whether you, whether you like that beautiful bird or the beautiful game of football or really anything else for that matter, you want to get the best odds. I know I do. So... Mm -hmm. If let's say you've got a hankering, a hankering that I, I don't know who's going to be in the big game. We know it's going to be, it's, there's a, not too many possibilities left, but let's say it's going to be, I don't know, uh, San Francisco. And you're a big 49ers fan and you're thinking this is it. But they might go in an underdog. But you want to get the best value possible. Well, here's what BetStamp does you download that app and all the bet sites that you use, whether it be Cool Bets, William Hill, there's piles of them. So it's going to put it all in a big spread, huh? a spread so you can see the best spread. Ah, I should write their copy for them. Why? why <laughs> that's what I should do. But it's a great thing to sort of, so that way you can sort of, because you, you want to, you want to be a smart better. You want to get that extra little point if you can. Why wouldn't you? Makes sense, doesn't it? And if you're a terrible better like me, you can follow great betters. BetStamp sort of allows you to do that. Or if you want to do future props, like maybe Evan does. Maybe Evan thinks the Patriots, I, I know I said this last time, and I'll do this again. Evan thinks the Patriots are going to win the whole thing. Or maybe the Bears, how about that? Come on, let's be realistic. The first, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. But it could happen. Okay, but let's say you, you, you want to pick on that, you pick on one of those, and then you want to like unload it, you can. 
but you know, it, it, it's a it's a great system. It is very unique, the only one of its kind. And uh, download it, not just download it, download it with my promo code, Evan's promo code, Buck B U C K twenty five. What's that again, there, Evan? Buck B U C K. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. I I really like that stamp. It's it, it's great. So. I encourage all of you to do that, and they are our official sponsors. So if you like what we do here at notinhalloffame.com, do us a favor. Download that and uh, play some bets and do it responsibly. Absolutely. Speaking of things about not Hall of Fames this week, we had a pretty big announcement. We did. I thought you were going to go speaking of things that weren't responsible, some of the Hall of Fame ballots. Yeah, well, we were yeah. already sort of covered that in the, in the promo. We, we, we did. Yeah, so the Baseball Hall of Fame made their giant announcement and Fred McGriff will not be going in alone. He will be joined by Scott Rowland. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this was somewhat predicted. Uh, the great Twitter, hand, Twitter oh, account. What? Although I think in most of the modeling, they only said there was a 12% chance Rowland was going to get enough votes to get in. Oh, because I guess what I was looking at, I, I was just sort of like doing my own off the top, just how it usually sort of drops down a bit, because they had Rowland uh, somewhat ahead, but not everyone makes their public ballot uh, known. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was historically based off, and this may not have been accurate to the last day, it was within the last week, that yeah. it looked like with the amount of ballots that he had, he was going to get close, but it was only about a 12% chance he was get over, and then he did. Yeah, so he was over by five votes, so Scott Rowland enters on, was it his fifth ballot or sixth? I believe sixth, okay. So on a sixth ballot, uh, excellent, excellent choice. Uh, we have two really good Hall of Famers going in. But mm -hmm. I, neither of them are big draws. And and I want to I want to bring that up because we're going to be talking about names later on who are big draws who will never see it. Baseball mm -hmm. is very interesting now. Well, it's also I'm I'm confused a little bit as to what the voter criteria is. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people out there defending Roland when Dale Murphy never got close to getting in. Mm -hmm. uh, Dale Murphy, of course, a two-time MVP. Scott Rowland finished ninth once. That's the best he did. Mm -hmm. um, Scott Rowland's war is significantly higher than Dale Murphy's, but I don't believe they had defensive war yet for all of Dale Murphy's career. They did cal – it is calculated. I mean, it's calculated from, like, even 100 years ago. Uh, okay. How, the, the, there, 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 was some, there was something that wasn't fully calculated for all of Dale Murphy's career as yeah. a I can't remember what it was, but it's just an interesting because if you're doing just war, I get why Roland's in, but then why is Whitaker waiting? And if you're doing accolades, then why is Roland in but Murphy not? So there, there's a whole bunch of I'm confused as to where we are with well, the Hall of Fame. Not that I have any problem with Roland getting in. I don't. Their third base is probably the most underrepresented position, honestly, mm -hmm. in the hall, particularly recently. Although we may be getting another one next year, which we'll talk about coming up. Um, but uh, I, I'm glad to see Roland in. I'm glad we didn't have another blank hall situation. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of them recently. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to see Roland in. It's just I'm not sure where they are right now, where and where things stand. Because they don't know where they are. And, that's and, true. They, and they have got, no idea what to do. You've got 300 plus voters, all of, not all of them, but I mean, they're with very conflicting ideas. 
and mm -hmm. very vague parameters. Uh, and that's not going to change. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse as we come up with more scandal-ridden players mm -hmm. with different varying scandals. I mean, we've right. got there's the purest point of view, which is uh, scandal. No, uh, no, no, no thing for you. Mm -hmm. uh, then the extreme, which is well, I don't know who cheated, so no vote from me. Uh, to which, which is I'm sorry. I'm back up, back up, back up. That one is one of the dumbest ones. Of course it is. Because if you don't know who cheated and people still excelled, again, it's just if everyone cheated, if no one cheated, then someone did great, that's wonderful. If everyone cheated and someone did great, then it, the playing field's still the same. I just, I don't get that one whatsoever, other than I want to make sure that everyone knows how important and edgy I am. I think that's it. Yeah. I, it also, too, I mean, like, these are also a bunch of writers who need – baseball is not as big – we know, you and I have talked about this for years, baseball is not as big as it used to be, but the baseball hall is bigger than ever. So one of their most read articles that a lot of these people are going to do is what they publish their vote. That is true. So I guess, you know, to your maybe your edgelord theory – okay, kids, do I have that word right? I'm not sure. But – when I say kids, how I didn't about, mean, how, how about hot take person? Like just trying okay. to make themselves the center of a of a cycle. Okay, oh. absolutely, absolutely. So, like, I think we've got a lot of people doing that, uh, just so that they can come up with something unique. We saw we saw a lot of really weird ones uh, go through, but uh, I guess moving on, we got some. So the person who was close, uh, I thought initially when this whole process started, I thought was going to get in. So we got Todd Helton who has moved up to 72.2% on his fifth year. I don't yeah. know how he got so much better. Uh, I, yeah, well, part of it was Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling are gone. Uh, and so true. more people are voting, are taking legitimate looks at everybody else. Uh, and Helton is... Helton and Larry Walker, when Walker got in a few years ago, were both hurt by the course of field effect. Mm -hmm. Helton is was one of the best baseball players of his of the decade of the 20, 2010s. Uh, and I have no issue with him getting in. It's just all these cores guys are all gonna have to wait for a while. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, Your uh, favorite next. Okay, well, let's get into that. Uh, Billy Wagner, uh, 68.1, eighth year on the ballot. He's going to be the next reliever in. I have been adamant against my thing for Wagner. Uh, when I did have my interview with uh, Sean Foreman, uh, thanks thank again, Vinny Lospinuso, for setting that up. And Sean runs, uh, base, Sean runs sports reference and created baseball reference. Mm -hmm. uh, my, the, the look, but he was, he's not, a, he didn't, he has a vote. He did not vote for Wagner. Okay. And Wagner to me, again, this is like one of those rare times. Uh, baseball is one of, also very fascinating where nobody looks at your playoffs very much. Mm -hmm. uh, good, for, Which is good for Mike Trout. Which is... <laughs> Not that Mike Trout needs to help, but if they did look at his playoffs... Yeah, yeah sure. It helped Ernie Banks, too. Uh, yeah. But if they, if they really looked at Wagner, when the lights were on brightest, he stunk. He's not, mm -hmm. and I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. There's a massive push for him, maybe because he's also a 
scandal free player. Because I don't even, I can't even say steroid free anymore because we've got two other people who are beset with something that has nothing to do with PEDs. So let's mm -hmm. say he's a scandal free player. But I guess my thing is, I don't know how he's going to be a Hall of Famer and Dan Quisenberry isn't. But one yeah. time was the best close, it was a one and done also. I mean, Quisenberry also, without, I guess this isn't necessarily a fair thing, but Quisenberry is remarkable in baseball history just because of the way he pitched mm -hmm. and how cool he was and everything like that died much too young mm -hmm. uh but and is a champion and is a champion with the royals yes so uh, it, it's it's a lot of the decisions that have been made in recent years have made it so that it's impossible really to tell what the criteria is anymore because i mean no offense to harold baines who's a hall of famer he get harold baines could, baines could cry all the way to the bank but when harold baines got in it opened up the door for a whole bunch of other players who are a lot better than harold baines who are not in the hall of fame mm -hmm. right uh i mean wagner is another one of those i can see the argument but yeah quisenberry jeff reardon like you can like start going back to really good closers who had more success. Why again? Why Wagner and not fill in the blank with your John favorite. Franco? There's another name. John Franco. There's a really good one. Yeah, another one, one and done. But then when I look deep onto his ballot, he debuted in a ballot that it was going to be next to impossible for him to get through. Yeah, well, that, that, that's part of it, too. Well, I mean, we'll talk about later, because I think this next ballot's going to be brutal for people with the people coming on. Mm -hmm. uh, so Andrew Jones moves up to 58.1%, six here on the ballot. Uh, really, really good. That's actually uh, Sean, For uh, Sean Foreman's guy. So, like, he, mm -hmm. he was uh, upset, or I don't know, maybe upset's not the right word, but he didn't understand how he had only less than 10% the first two years. But uh, he's tre he's trending obviously in the right direction. Uh, Gary Sheffield at fifty five percent on his penultimate uh, year on the ballot. Five hundred home run guy. Uh, he's a lot like he's actually a better Fred McGriff in some ways because although there were different positions, they were both vagabonds for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, both hired guns. Difference being one guy we know juiced and one guy didn't. Also, also, McGriff is a much nicer man than Gary Sheffield is. That also does not. I, I'm not saying that's fair. I'm just saying it's a true statement. I think Sheffield's mellowed a little bit now that he's been out of baseball. But when they were in baseball, nobody has said anything bad about McGriff and ask the Brewers how they feel about Gary Sheffield. Well, it goes back to Baines. Mm -hmm. if, if Baines is not so beloved by everyone he came across, is he mm -hmm. in the Hall of Fame? With that, with that stat line, no. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the the Red Sox fan and he's like Baines and not Dewey Evans. <laughs> so, well, yeah. That that's another uh, giant snub. Mm -hmm. that we both agree on. Yeah, Kenny Sox Lofton. Fan. Kenny Lofton. Yeah. Uh, so this is the most interesting one to me, uh, which was the debut yes. on the ballot of Carlos Beltran, uh, forty-six point five. Uh, I'm just going to go through his numbers really quick here. Uh, 20, 2,725 hits, 435 home runs, 1,587 uh, RBIs, 312 stolen bases. Uh, what I, do I have his B-war? Over 70. 
slightly over 70. So he's got your traditional, he's got your, he's got your advanced, but, 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 he's also a champion, but how did he become a champion? Right. Here's, mm -hmm. here's, the, here's the thing about Beltron. I think it's really close next year. Mm -hmm. I think the cheating scandal, a lot of people didn't vote from year one. I agree. And maybe a few still don't vote from year two. I think by year four, Beltron is in at, at the latest. I think he's in before that. I think it's probably two more years that you'll see Beltron in. I think a few people wanted to make a point. You're not yeah. uh, you're not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think we see a lot of that, which is sort of like why in the past there were, I guarantee you, there were people who knew that, let's say, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. should be a first ballot Hall of Famer and just said, you know what, no. If Babe Ruth wasn't, why why is Ken Griffey Jr.? Like unanimous, right? Yeah. I mean, Jeter was Jeter was at ninety nine point seven. Mariano Rivera is still the only one who's perfect, which is fascinating to me. I mean, yeah. he should be. He should. It, there's no reason not to vote him in. Uh, but that's that will, will always be my most fascinating Hall of Fame trivia question of all time. Mm -hmm. Is who was the first unanimous and Mariano Rivera and. Anyone who doesn't follow this stuff will just go, what? Mm -hmm. But whatever. Yeah, Beltron, I think, had to pay some penance in a lot of voters' minds, right or wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. And, well, he didn't win Survivor and he didn't make the Hall of Fame. Jeff Kent, 46.5, uh, last year in the ballot. He's out of there. Yeah, Kent was stuck in the 30s for 20s and 30s for quite a long time. He got up over 55%. We'll see what that does for him when he gets into the seniors pools i always feel like the seniors pools are a little bit easier in baseball than they are in football but okay but let's look at what we've learned here from the last one all right so or the last last few who got in uh, among the people that they know mcgriff and uh harold baines what and what did they both have in common we just said everybody got some jeff yeah. kent uh oh yeah because now a lot of the people who would go, go into that Whoever's going to be on that vet committee either played with him, played against him, and no one more than, hey, so, uh, you know, uh, you, how, how'd you feel on, on your on this at bat out there? Big difference. Yeah. This, it turns now into a popularity contest, and he's not popular. Yeah. He also had one of the dumbest excuses for an injury ever. Okay. Tell everyone. Yeah, so know. he fell off his motorcycle and got injured and told everyone that he actually got injured by cleaning out the back of his truck and slipping. Which, which the only, yeah, that one, the, my favorite injury that though I think ever, which is actually around the same time, there used Red Sox used a pitcher named Paxton Crawford, who uh, rolled out of bed, fell out of bed, and he had a glass of water on the floor next to his bed and landed on the glass of water and like cut up his, his side and a whole bunch of other stuff from the glass that broke. I have no idea if that's true, but that just seemed like one of those, yeah, um, I got injured. I need to make up something. And I thought of Kent at the time. Like that was something Jeff Kent would have made up had he like been in an accident and gotten glass in his side. That's how well, we never said up. Jeff Kent was particularly bright. No. Uh, he did have a nice mustache though. He had a mustache. Yeah, it was pretty good. Again, we're not talking Wilford Brimley. It was just a mustache. That's true. Anyway, continue. All right. Uh, I think this is the most telling of all of them, uh, which is Alex Rodriguez. 
He had 34.3 last year. He was 35.7 this year. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot of people changed their mind on him. They're not going to. Uh, and again, you and I have talked about this before. So apologies for our longtime listeners or viewers. Our Maginot line, and you and I agree on this, like all the stuff we, we've been agreeing on here, uh, is if you cheated after 2004 when baseball agreed to it, that means the union and uh, the players. Too bad, so sad. I have a prediction for you. I guess I could do this with the, with our sponsor here, right? Okay. I think Alex Rodriguez is getting in before his 10th ballot. Really? Now I'll tell you why. Okay, please. Because at some level, they're going to realize how stupid it is that Clemens and Bonds aren't in. And Clemens and Bonds are going to find – they didn't get through the first ballot here. I know that McGriff got through. But, again, it's another punishment ballot. Three years from now, either Clemens or Bonds, when it comes up again, will get in. And once they're – A-Rod, you can't be outside. Plus, now, you're, I know your people are drawing the line, and I understand my line and everything. Ortiz is in. Piazza is in. Uh, who else was was thought of? Who's in? Uh, uh, Ivan Rodriguez. Yeah, Ivan Rodriguez is in. Um, Frank Thomas was a naturally big guy, but there are still things about him. Jeff Bagwell. The, uh, hello, eugenics. I saw that commercial with him and Doug Flutie. I can't. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, J Jeff Bagwell's in. Yep. Like at, at some point, there will be enough of these people you think used or in the. It's a, we're just drawing weird lines because like, just as a reminder neither clemens nor bonds ever actually tested positive for anything there was a lot of smoke i'm not going to say there wasn't mm -hmm. but there was no actual test to provide fire for either of them oh yeah there, there there's more smoke in there than a 1950s airplane but it's yeah. no okay i i liked it it was good it was yeah. not it was not expected so well, i was on a plane this morning which is actually going to tie in with my elevator down Got it. Okay, so that might foreshadow a little bit. Uh, so, but you're segueing perfectly here. Uh, a Raja Manram. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah Manny, I don't think is going to get in before his ten years are up because we only got three more, and the next time the vote comes up is like I said, I think either Bonds or Clemens gets in, or maybe both, um, or I'll maybe see. or maybe Schilling gets in at that point. Um, Hey, uh, Schilling did better than uh, Bonds and Clemens did with the vet with his peers. True. Um, so uh, I don't think, but that's three years from now. It's the same time that Manny is going to be in his last year. I don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is another fascinating one. Omar yeah, Vizquel. This is, talking about scandals. Well, exactly. Right. I mean, like it, it's, man, baseball. The hall said, "You know what? Uh, speaking of, I think that was a nice beer you had. The the, the PED guy, these guys, uh, Vizquel and uh, we just talked about him. Uh, Beltron. They just said, hold my beer. Yeah, I'm going to give you a different reason to keep me out. Uh, so Armor Vizquel is now it's actually, under. It's actually cider in a beer glass, by the way. So oh, no, all right. there's no way for you to know that. Uh, no, no, I, I, I thought it was a hold my beer moment. I ran with it. I liked it. That was good." It's angry orchard in a gritty class. So, all righty. Well, Vizquel is now dropped below 20. Uh, three years ago, yeah, and three years ago, he was at 52.0, and then it was probably a year or two away, yeah, getting into the baseball hall of fame. Now, not only is he not going to be in the baseball hall of fame, he's pretty much not allowed in any baseball organization in any capacity ever again. 
And, and some, someone pointed out that he was only the seventh best defensive shortstop of all time, to which Rob Nair was like seven, like according to whatever the metrics are, yeah. to which he said seventh of the thousands of people played shortstop is not bad. Um, but it's it says he's never getting it. Uh, yeah, that was always iffy on Vizquel, uh, as you yeah. know. Because uh, offensively, he was just was he a compiler. Was, he was the also definition of a compiler. Even on the defense, even on defensive uh, compiling defensive VWAR. Yeah, uh, he's one of the few people I, I look at him that way. But there is, yeah, he actually dropped again. I, I he was tracking so bad it looked like it was even possible that he might go off the ballot. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was. I, I mean, next year is year seven. I wouldn't be shocked if he's down under 10% at that point. Yeah, he, he's not. Yeah, there's and – it, and it's fascinating. And I, I don't want to go and sort of like put a, a accusatory fingers. I mean, well, I can to R- Roberto Alomar. He's won uh, a bu- domestic abu- – well, did he – yes, well, he's accused of that, but then he also did other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Robbie was already in the Baseball Hall of Fame when the biggest bomb of that came out. Uh, true. Uh but there wasn't a massive accusation before, like going into that. It's a different era. It's uh, a completely different era. I mean, it'll be really interesting when uh, switching sports with Roethlisberger. You know, mm-hmm. and like someone who is first ballot, maybe I don't know. He's, I mean, he is. By the way, quarterbacks get voted in. He's first ballot. But, you know, in, in our football group, uh, you know, uh, Jeff, uh, he's adamant against it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And will there be other people? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be – it's going to be interesting when we get there because we may have ballots starting three years from now where we have three or four quarterbacks on it. We also look down to a different age where not only are people – not wanting to vote in assholes mm-hmm. or pressure to not vote in assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, and they also sort of feel like they, they can, if they are on the, uh, on a moral side, they don't feel pressured not to. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of that is, is going to be really interesting. So, and if this gal doesn't tell you everything you need to know, I, I don't know what more I can tell you here on this. Mm-hmm. Uh Moving on, we'll just go through these pretty quick because unless there's something really to go through. Uh, Andy Pettit hangs on, uh, fifth year on the ballot, 17%. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it. Bobby Abreu has moved up to 15.4. That's either there are a lot of people in our group we know who are big at Bobby Abreu guys. I don't see Abreu getting in though. I would love to have had Abreu on my team for five, six years, but as a Hall of Famer. Eh. Uh, I still remember when I still remember when he won the home run derby. Mm-hmm. I was like, Bobby Abreu won this, and that's really how I feel about Abreu overall. Like again, you do stats, everything else. Did I ever really feel like Bobby Abreu was a superstar? No, I never did. Never won't. Well, Jimmy Rollins at one point technically was uh, MVP was. champion. Uh, advanced metrics are the s's. The mm-hmm. terrible. They're absolutely horrible. So I'm sure that's, uh, I'm sure a lot of people who were voting for him just say, well, yeah, but he won and he blasted a lot and he was a big name. 
Yeah. Uh, Mark Burley. Uh, back back to where he was two years ago. Yeah, he's, he's yo-yoing, so like that doesn't mean doesn't bode well. Uh, I've been thinking a lot more about this guy when you, when we first talked about him, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, who, who survived. Sorry, let me say one thing about Burley just quickly. Yeah, please go ahead. Burley is the last of his era. Okay. He's the last workhorse. I'm gonna throw seven seven and two thirds innings basically every single game. That I'm out there. There's nobody else after him like Burley. Uh, I don't know if at some point was as starters go less and less time, that actually ends up helping him because he's the last of his kind. The last unicorn, as it were. I don't think it's going to get him in this way. But when we get to the veterans ballots, like Burley was a gamer. Everybody mm-hmm. likes him. Uh, he has a very good shot, my opinion, eventually getting in on a veterans ballot. Just because of that. Okay. That's all I want to say about it. No, no, it's I don't think he's getting in. Yeah. Like he'll, although, what do I know? I mean, he's at 10.8%. Roland was at 10.2 when he started. So, I mean, he's still got, he's only year three. Took Roland five more years to get in. Can he get in year eight? Maybe. Roland was on a tighter ballot. What? Roland was on a tougher ballot when he debuted. Well, I mean, that's also true. Nobody got in in 2021 when. When uh, he maybe the oh, first person in from 2021 is Roland, who finished fourth on that ballot. So, okay, uh, Francisco Rodriguez, uh, you he's the only other person to survive the first ballot 10.8. You had asked me before, uh, when they came, came out with the first ballot, and you said to me, Is he a Hall of Famer? And I first said no, and then I went, eh, no, and then I'm going, I'm, I'm wavering. I have him higher than Wagner, I agree. Wagner. You've got slightly better numbers. I, I, I'd much rather have Wa- Fra- Frankie Rodriguez than Francisco Rodriguez and Wagner. So I would say, you know, and you always ask this a lot, if player X gets in, who was his biggest beneficiary for? Well, obviously, if Wagner gets in, what voter can tell can make the case that that uh, K-Rod shouldn't be right there? Yeah, I, I, think, I think Francisco Rodriguez should be rooting actively for Wagner getting in. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm most happy there because, like, I'm I'm starting to think I probably wouldn't have voted him for my first one. I probably would now. The, I've been thinking about it more and more, and doing more of a deep dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first visceral reaction would have been initially wrong, but hopefully that means that the people who actually vote on this don't just vote; they just sort of think about it. So, and even the writers who will. We might do this just for attention. At least you're being transparent. So that's true. Get on you for that, even if you're Dan Shaughnessy uh, or Tony Maserati, who only voted for uh, A Rod and uh, Manny Ramirez. So, well, I think it's the same people who vote keep voting for Tory Hunter. Six point nine percent. I think so. Hunter started on that 2021 ballot. Nobody got in. At mm-hmm. 9.5, he barely hung on, hung on last year. At 5.3, he's back to 6.9. This upcoming ballot is really good. Um, so two years ago, the, or, or I guess last year, the only ones that were added that mattered were A-Rod and Jimmy Rollins. Um, this year coming well, up. We'll yeah, let, let's go through that. There's uh, a bunch. But my, my, my point is this, though. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Is that there are enough that there are two spots open now. Right, Roland and and Kent are off the ballot. Mm-hmm. So there are two spots open for people who vote for 10. 
but I think there's four or five people coming on that may people may vote for, which may send Torrey Hunter out. One of the nicest guys in the history of baseball, honestly. One of the most fun guys to watch. I love watching Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter, to me, is a much bigger star than Scott Rowland ever was. Hmm. Uh, in terms of star power, I, I, I don't know that I would agree, but I wouldn't say that they're much different. No, Torrey Hunter was... Okay. Was fun to watch. Scott Scott Rowland, no offense to him. Scott Rowland was consistent and did some great things. But Torrey Hunter, he never he was kind of magical. Uh in terms Probably of he did put a lot more asses in seats than Roland did. 100 percent So okay. anyway, and the and the folks who I just want to know which of these five people would or six people would you have been most likely to vote for? Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Houston or Houston Street. These are all the people who received at least one vote. Yeah, I guess there are five of them. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you're asking me, or just the? Uh... I, I think I think fans of the Boston Red Sox voted for these folks. Somebody. Oh, who's the guy who voted for Ari Dickey? I guess the Met guy. But Ari Dickey won a at least won a won a Cy Young. I mean, so like I guess by default, I got to go with Ra. Yeah. It's just interesting because both Bronson Arroyo and John Lackey's contract status with the Boston Red Sox is hilarious for opposite reasons. Arroyo signed a team-friendly deal because he wanted to stay in Boston, and they used that to trade him immediately. And uh, Lackey was injured so much, he triggered a clause in his contract. He was only going to pay for us for $500,000. Instead of having him for $500,000, they traded him. Uh, so he could play for $500,000 somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have, I probably would have taken Dickey, although Mike Napoli also holds a pretty good spot in my heart. As for the others, Matt Kane, Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, Andre Ethier, JJ Hardy, Johnny Peralta, Jared Weaver, Jason Worth. Any of those guys are surprised and get at least one vote? No. No, I, I would have thought, I, I really always liked Johnny Peralta. Uh, not just because he didn't know how to spell Johnny or his parents didn't. Um, but uh, I was a little surprised Peralta didn't, but there, I mean, I was expecting to get five votes. But I was a little surprised he didn't get at least one. So that's what we got. So congrats, congratulations to Roland and what we're looking at for next year. Can I go into, let me let me work from the bottom to the top and you tell me when we start getting in Hall of Fame range. But All right, so these are the players who are eligible according to the rules. So you have to play at least 10 years in major leagues in order to be eligible. So for example, Josh Hamilton, who because of his addictions only got to play nine years, was not ever eligible for the, the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Uh, these are people who play at least 10 years in baseball retired and eligible. Santiago Casilla. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was my reaction as well. I was really want to make sure I typed that in correctly. Uh, Jim Johnson, reliever for most of the Orioles. Barely remember him. Chris Tillman. Don't remember him much either. Brandon Morrow. Do you remember him? Uh, definitely no. Phil Hughes. No. Ryan Madsen. Nope. Doug Fister, which was one of the worst names in baseball history. <laughs> but a great name if you're in a different industry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I held back on a bad joke, so yay me. Uh, I still remember the headline when when he got traded to the Mariners. Uh, 
for, for that. I don't think I should repeat it, but it was like, wait, what is going on? Um, Yavani <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Gallardo. No. Chase Headley. Nope. Now we start getting to players who I'd actually really want on my team at some point. Denard Span. I like uh, really quick guy had had a had a purpose at one point, but uh, no. Brandon Phillips. I believe, if I'm correct, I think he is married to AEW TNT champion Jade Cargill. Oh, so he's already he's already in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> she's a striking young woman. I'll leave it at that without sounding too creepy. Yeah, I, I love Brandon Phillips. I always wanted him on my team, uh, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- James Shields. Add some moments. Good. Yeah. I'm sorry? Add some moments, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I agree with you. And, and players that I would want as uh, on my team for for his best five years, for sure. Uh, Victor Martinez. Same, but not a Hall of Famer. Jose Reyes. Well, I, Okay, he's batting got, other, title, he's, he's batting got other baggage, I understand. Yeah. Uh batting title, not necessarily he's got other issues. But mm-hmm. for, with, in addition to because he was suspended, right? He had a PD. Yeah, for a while. Uh he'd be probably one of those guys, and I think every team that had him, Toronto had him for a, a hot minute too. Uh, you're 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 happy when you when you when you're watching him at at his peak, and then you hear more stuff, and then more stuff, and more stuff, and then you're so happy to see him go. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think this is, he's not even gonna get one percent. No, I think this is the next break point in this list here. Jose Bautista. Fascinating. He's the he's the guy. If you look at a stat line compared to age, you figure this guy has to be juicing. But then you look at his bicep size, which didn't change. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, and it did. And but Bautista was another one of the. And I guess as a Jason, I can speak on this. Uh, he would not get my vote, mm-hmm. uh, although he was responsible for. He, he was the, the the top guy at a time when the Jays were relevant again, mm-hmm. and uh, were able to make a good playoff run. Uh, an exciting player. Uh, the bat flip will remain. Jo- Joey Bat. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, I got to see him play a few times when I was still living in Toronto, but he's not a Hall of Famer because he doesn't have the longevity. Uh, he, he's he's a Hall of very good. I know that's a goofy term, but that's mm-hmm. what he is. I'm not, a, but I won't be shocked if he gets a vote. Well, he'll get some votes. He's yeah. gonna get well, a few votes. Well, here's the thing: he's eighth on this list, in my opinion. As I'm working my up, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he's yeah, eighth. And, I, and I've got the same list up, so I think. Uh, just you're going off a baseball reference and then uh yeah okay ascending uh b war yeah if sending b war is exactly right okay right uh, uh adrian gonzalez gonzalez is just a better uh victor martinez i don't know what that necessarily means here either mm. you know both, again, both again. For, both played for the red sox yeah. uh matt holiday i like into some very good players that's very good player not a hall of famer I'm not sure this guy's actually retired. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> he's still playing. He's just not playing in the majors. Well, at least we know the rule with that. Like, unlike the basketball hall of fame, where I have no clue how that works. Hockey, at least, if you're still playing in a major league in Europe, and yeah. Wagner at age 50 is not in the hall of fame. 
Well, yeah, he played earlier this year. There was a flu. He owns a team over there. And a flu went through his team, and half the team was unable to play that night. So he skated and had three assists. Okay. If, uh, if men could give birth to each other, <laughs> yes, then the fountain of youth would be either Paul Rudd and Jagger. I don't know which combination. <laughs> and they... I've never seen them together either. So maybe that's not even possible. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just put a wig on Paul Rudd, right? Um, well, they, I think that Jagger doesn't have the mullet anymore. So he just says, he just says, uh, he, and he, I don't think he's gone gray yet either. Not really. So, so I mean, it, all right. Well, the, this just went to a weird sort of bad sci-fi experiment. Yeah, it let's, did. Let's but get out of this. Let's, yes. Well, let's keep working on the list. No, wait, wait, no, but, 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 come on. Let's go stick with come on though. Uh, yeah, come on. I'm more prone to give Cologne a vote over Batista. Agreed. I mean, Cologne, you'd want in your team as a pitcher for almost 20 years. Everyone loves him. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Bautista, like at the end, uh, it's like, oh, God, just stop arguing with the umpires. Mm -hmm. Stop. Stop. He would have fit in in the NBA very well. Yes. Yeah. So, but where it was Bartolo, I think one of my my favorite Bartolo moment is when he hit his first home run in his forties. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. it's oldest player ever, oldest player ever to have his first home run. Yeah, and just you're just it wasn't so much with that the home run. It was just all his teammates just like, like what? Like yes, it was. That was. I, I, I love it. I I don't know that Cologne's really. Hall of Famer, because then we're looking at the compilers. Mm -hmm. Although he did, but Bertolo's got the Cy Young though. One year, yeah. Well, let me let me pull this I'm up. Sure I'm pretty sure he does. Open. I'll, yeah, I'll here. yeah uh, I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, and compilers, like, eh, I struggle with that. But Bartolo did have. If he didn't win the Cy Young, he was damn close. Uh, he won the Cy Young in 2005. That, that was with Cleveland, right? You have the Angels. Oh, the Angels? Yeah. What the hell am I, who am I confusing? He was an all-star for the Mets in 2016 as a 43-year-old. An earned <laughs> Yeah. Um, he, was well, 15 and, he was 15 and 8 that season with uh, a 343 ERA. Oh, so, well, speaking so if you want to go and stay with Mets, here's someone who could who could survive easily. Well, yeah, well, hold on, hold on one second. Yeah. Cologne also has 247 wins. I know he's a compiler again, mm -hmm. but when we get again, when nobody's going to have 100 wins, don't be shocked if we see Cologne on a bat on one of those veterans' bouts at some point. We could so. see Jacob Degrom could get into the Hall of Fame as a starting pitcher with under 150 wins. Oh, 100 percent, and he probably should. Speak, but again, you're speaking of Mets, and this guy who I think would be a Hall of Famer without the injury, David yes. Ross. So do people vote? But he did have the injury. But he did have the injuries, no question. So what do you do? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I like David Wright a lot. Yeah. But you can see I still have three more people. You see why I think Hunter's in trouble? Yeah. Because a lot of these guys are probably not Hall of Famers, but they are, some of these people could stick around on the ballot for a while. Well, also, what's with Wright and Cologne and to a lesser extent Bautista, You've got three very big names that are well known, and you mentioned known and cachet value. 
The guy above, Chase Utley, does he have that? I mean, he and he and uh, and uh, Rollins and Mike Hager, the first baseman right now for that mm-hmm. Phillies team in 2008. Rollins, uh, Howard? Howard, thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, they, the three of them had quite a thing together, but Utley is by far the least charismatic of those three. Yeah, least charismatic. Uh, but he's got the advanced stats, and there's a lot of people who care about that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Utley is a really good candidate. I actually, I would have him personally right now behind Wright, personally. Okay. But I again, I don't know that they're on a because I would I'm the type of guy I would fill all ten names. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard for this. Uh, this one, the other one that, that would be the second one highest is very interesting too uh joe mauer mm-hmm. and I, I think mauer's a hall of famer i think he's eventually going to get in i think i don't know when it won't be first ballot no it definitely won't be first ballot uh but mauer i mean you after mauer who's the next catcher yaya marina well, and Molina is then if you want still want to go by advanced, Molina doesn't have a shot. I know my, my, my point, th- but but Molina is almost a living legend at this point. I agree. Uh, so, but my point is, there are no other catchers in any sort of consideration at all after Mauer. His position helps him more than anyone else here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, that on just on the new crop and then on the crop that he's going to be with. Uh, it's it's Bauer also too. You think of Joe Mauer, Minnesota. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's one team that also definitely right. definitively helps. Mm-hmm. It helps if you get a whole fan base behind you. If Kenny Lofton never leaves Cleveland, he's in the Hall of Fame already. Um, right. Joe and Joe Mauer was at one point the best in his position. We've got people like uh, with Scott Rowland. He was in that conversation for the best of his position. Mm-hmm. Sorry, by the way, apologies to Buster Posey who went out of my head for a second. Um, uh, mine too, because I didn't, I didn't correct that. Yeah, I, like I, I said to myself, there's somebody else I'm forgetting. It's Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mauer is going to be on this belt. Mauer is going to stick on the ballot. Oh, absolutely. After absolutely. this year. And then um, the guy who I think is first ballot getting in, Adrian Beltran. I agree. So like that's one spot that's already that's already taken. On, yeah. on someone's list uh so i yeah the more we're talking here yeah uh i think the yeah the biggest victim would be a tory hunter by far mm-hmm. uh burley can survive uh who was second last uh frankie rodriguez or francisco rodriguez who i think is actually good i actually think the next biggest yeah next biggest problem is going to be for rollins i think so too because i think the closer that the closer that wagner gets the more drags Rodriguez up mm-hmm. and Burley, like I said, is the last of his kind. Rollins is there with Utley. Does that hurt? Like, I, I, I don't know, but I think that Hunter and Rollins are the two probably in the biggest danger of falling off. Does Bartolo going on hurt Pettit? Yeah, Pettit's going to be in year six next year. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really made that much headroom. He's at 17%. 
So then, so at this point now, you got this group now. I think to your point, Tory Hunter's in the in the worst shape, but Omar could just drop off completely. Omar could completely drop off too. Yeah. But Omar dropping off will have nothing with who to do with who's coming on. Although yeah. maybe the sheer number of bodies coming on because let's be could. honest, Beltre, Maurer, Utley, Wright, Cologne, Holiday, Gonzalez, Bautista, maybe Reyes, although probably not. But those top eight could at least get some votes from people. Reyes could, could get, conceivably get zero votes based on who mm -hmm. we have left. Uh, I don't I bet Vimar, I, I bet, beats out Reyes. Yeah. Victor Martinez was a much more pop, much more beloved figure. Well, if, I, if I'm going with my prediction of zero, then then he can't not lose. Yeah. I don't I don't think Victor Martinez gets close to five percent, but he's gonna be two or three. So yeah. Ooh, ooh. Maybe our fine people at Betstamp can create something just for us. <laughs> we'll Download see. the app, buck twenty-five. There we go. But no, so the good news is they elected somebody. We didn't have our third blank ballot or third mm -hmm. blank class uh, in a row because, as I always like to point out about that 2013 class where you elected nobody, we now have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven people in from that 2013 ballot in which they elected no one. So it's just a waste of all of our time. I'm sorry, ten. We have ten people in. I can't count because I. I specifically wore contacts today because I wanted to have them for this thing because I now use the ring light and don't want to reflecting in my glasses. I came home from my long day. I got myself, you know, changed out everything and meet me went to the bathroom and threw one of my contacts into the trash. <laughs> I'm like, what an idiot. What am I doing? I, I usually wear glasses all the time, actually. I just put them on for the show because I'm so much better looking. Oh, yes. Well, uh, that's it. Glad for the thing. But like, we had 10 people from 2013 ballot. Biggio, Morris, Bagwell, Piazza, Reigns, Lee Smith, Inger Martinez, Alan Trammell, Larry Walker, Fred McGriff. To be fair, to be fair, oh. three of those guys. Four. Four. Who's the four? Well, I'm sorry. Finish your sentence. Go ahead. Oh, maybe I'm wrong on something. Because uh, I thought three of those guys were not, were not done by the, by the uh, baseball writers. Yeah, four of them then. Uh, Morris, Lee Smith. Oh, Morris, sorry, I, I, I didn't hear Morris. I apologize. Yeah, Morris, Lee Smith, Trammell, and McGriff. But I mean, the other, the next people, but the top six, and then 10, 11, 12, and 13 from the ballot, the three in the middle are Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds. And then the next name on that ballot is Dale Murphy. Mm -hmm. So, and then McGuire and Mattingly. But Murphy and Mattingly keep getting cycled around as well. Yeah. So, I know, we'll see. And also Kenny Lofton was on that ballot and nobody elected him and I'm still mad. And <laughs> so, anyway. All right, so that's enough for the Baseball Hall of Fame um, for now, I think, but I'm glad they elected someone. I, I am too. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, so I guess we should try to whip through the next bit because uh, we've taken a lot of time on that. Uh, so usually from this point, uh, so from people who are dead on the ballot, let's go through to people who are dead. Yeah, fortunately, it's a very short list this week. Okay. So, um, again, yeah. master of the Segway. Yes, yeah, very good. We should get sponsored by Segway. Um, do, do, they still, do they still exist? I don't know. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, the beige mistress was quiet this week. So oh, good, good, good. Congratulations, athletes of Hungary. Um, I, there is one person I do want to 
point out uh, one of the great producers in Hollywood, Edward Pressman, passed away at the age of 79. Um, he did, oh God, I can't even tell you how many movies this is. Like, so many. Though He was actually working on the new version of The Crow uh, at, when he passed away. Uh, but, like, I'm trying to think. Thank you for smoking. Um, the Cooler, The Crow, the original The Crow. Uh, what, was, what was the one I was looking for earlier? Or oh, he did Das Boot. Hmm. Um, Wall Street, Talk Radio, uh, The Year of the Gun, The Bad Lieutenant, Hoffa, Street Fighter, Island of Dr. Moreau, like a whole bunch of things that I care. American Psycho. Um, just a whole bunch of movies that made, kept me very, very happy in my uh, teens and 20s. But he passed away at the age of 79. Okay. Um, that's my only person outside of the, uh, of the rest of our list here. Like I said, it's a very short list. Um, for nice. baseball, baseball, we lost three. Uh, and uh, music, we lost four. And that's it. Um, so Hiramitsu Kadota, member of the Japanese Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, passed away at the age of 74. Um, played with the Nankai Hawks from 70 to 88, the Oryx Braves from 89 to 90 in the Fukuoka Dele Hawks. You got to be careful when you say that city name uh, from 91 to 92. Uh, but he was uh, 74 years old. Oh, come on, computer. Am I frozen? Oh, not for me. Okay. My, my uh, thing is frozen. There we go. Um, also passing away, uh, member of the White Sox and Red Sox, uh, Gary Peters, uh, passed away at the age of 85, uh, two-time All-Star in 64 to 67. He was the AL Rookie of the Year with the White Sox in 63, uh, led the league in wins in 64, and led the league in ERA in 63 and 66, uh, went 124-103 in his career between the two teams. Um, I don't didn't see what he passed away. He was um, members of the Chicago White Sox All Century team back when they announced that in the two thousands. So that's impressive, you know, being an All Century player on any squad. Yeah, particularly one that was around for the whole century. <laughs> like the, like the that's kind of where I should have finished that that thought. It's not like if it was done by the Houston Texans or or anything like that. But yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, who else are we losing baseball? Uh, Sal Bando. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really third, good player. Third I'm... baseman, captain of those AIDS squads in mm -hmm. the 70s that One won three. multiple titles. I mean, that, that, there's so many Hall of Famers. There's so many Hall of Famers on that team. Bando was the captain. Yep. Uh, Bando is uh, like on, on our baseball list of those to consider. He's in that top 300. Actually, mm -hmm. I think he's. I forget where he is, but he, he's in the first half of that. Bando was like really, really good. Lost in the shuffle somewhat when mm -hmm. you when you well when you've got a colorful owner like uh like uh, Charles Charles O'Finley who just wanted to make it wanted to sort of like put life into every player like uh didn't he offer uh Vita Blue uh money if he would change his first name to True. I think so. That that I don't know. I know that he got drunk and made a trade with the Red Sox. I got rescinded. 
He traded Vita Blue, Raleigh Fingers, and let me see if I can find that trade. But wasn't that like, like after that, and then uh, sort of like Oakland sort of became Oakland in terms yeah. of, uh, except for that blip on the radar when just everything sort of fell in their in their lap. With Canseco, McGuire, and then they had some money to play with, and then they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, Joe Rudy and Raleigh Fingers are traded to the Red Sox for a million dollars each, and Bowie Kuhn said no. <laughs> So, Bowie Keen did something other than get spanked repeatedly by Marvin Miller. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, but Bando uh, would play for the A's from Kansas City into Oakland. Mm -hmm. 66 through 76, played for the Brewers from 77 to 81. Four-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, member of the A's Hall of Fame, and a member of the Milwaukee Brewers Wall of Honor. Uh, oh, wait, Wall of Water? Honor. Oh, honor. Okay. Yeah. So here's that uh, popped from the plane yet. Also was a pretty good um, general manager in his time as well. Um, and it was inducted also in the National College Baseball Hall of Fame in 2013. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So he was a, the general manager of the Brewers uh, for eight years in the 90s as well. So. Uh, I was trying to see. They had a list of the people that he drafted. Brian Braun. Uh, he probably did. <laughs> um, oh, he is the one who let uh, Molitor go to the Blue Jays, so. though. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was just actually writing about that because the, the last thing I'm going to do is the top 50 Blue Jays. Um, and yeah, uh, that, that was a one of those things too. You've got an aging guy in, with the monitor. Like, okay, what do you have left in him? Well, well, I mean, that's what he said. They didn't look at him as a position player anymore. They looked at him more as a designated hitter. So they didn't. Offer he was, but he was. They didn't offer him a contract, and the Blue Jays were like, "Yoink!" Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was sort of, and we've seen it over and over, where you take somebody in their mid thirties, as good as they've been, and you give them a multi year contract and. You're taking a chance, and yeah. it, for the Jays, that worked out brilliantly. I, uh, not only that too, because uh, again, Molitor was the that was '93 World Series uh, MVP, mm -hmm. uh, batted over 450 in that World Series. You can tell I just wrote this, and then uh, three years later, uh, I guess Toronto's in that same position, and then Minnesota takes him, uh, so he can put, finish off in his home state, and mm -hmm. has another All Star season. In 96. But he's alive, so let's move on to people who are dead. That is true. Um, so we, like I said, three people from music and then one other person who I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, BG, the Prince of Rap, American rapper uh, who, Eurodance artist as well, uh, passed away at the age of 57. Hit the charts quite a bit over in Germany, not as much over here. Um, his top hit in the U.S. was The Beat is Hot from 1991 and Take Control of the Party 1991 as well, both hit. Uh, Beat is Hot hit number one and Take Control of the Party hit number two in the U.S. dance charts. I'm sure I heard it back then. Yeah, Germany charted 12 times. Hmm. Um, from the Yardbirds, Top Topham passed away, Anthony Topham. Uh, passed away at the age of 75. Uh, 75 uh, first lead guitarist of the Yard uh, Yardbirds. 
although he uh, uh, left before they achieved the popularity and was replaced by someone named uh, Mapton Stat Clapton, I believe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the Yardbirds, of course, had Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page at various points in their history. But so Tapa was, was a little bit forgotten. He's definitely the fourth member of their Mount Rushmore of, of uh, guitar players. Literally three of the top ten guitar players of all time all played in the same band uh, at different times. So, But yeah, he was actually an interior designer after he uh, left music. But he, yeah, he passed away at the age of 75. Uh, the producer of one of the most famous uh, keyboard riffs probably in music history, Dean Daughtry passed away uh, at the age of 76. Okay. He was keyboard player for the Classics 4 uh, and is the keyboardist for Spooky. Made oh. in the evening with everything. That whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, that's right, yeah. That's Dean Daughtry. Okay. He then went, he then went after leaving them uh, to be one of the founding members of the Atlanta Rhythm Section. Uh, it was their only constant member for the history, this history of the band. The band lasted from 71 to 2000. Daughtry was the only member of the band that entire time. Uh, they had a couple hits with Imaginary Lover in 78 and So Into You was probably the biggest hit in mm -hmm. 77. Uh, he passed so he was away. a keyboardist in that. Okay. So didn't he do some lead singing then too? He might have. Okay, if, if it's who I'm thinking of, just like I'm trying to visualize. Uh, I mean, their lead singer was Rodney Justo in '70, uh, but he probably did some of the singing as well. Uh, but yeah, Daughtry was 76 years old. And the last person I want to talk about is kind of a radio legend here in Chicago who passed away over the weekend. Um, uh, Lynn Bramer passed away at the age of 68. Uh, Bramer called himself on the radio here. Your best friend in the whole world is how he introduced himself. Mm -hmm. uh, Bramer is one of the great um, music directors of a radio station anywhere of all time. Uh, he started in radio in 77 in Albany, moved to New York in 84 to take over the music director position, was three times named music, National Music Director of the Year across, in, across the country. Um, had been with the uh had been there with the franchise he took a quick trip to minnesota before coming back but he'd been with uh wxrt 931 here in chicago since 1991 all the way through he left in the past summer to undergo some chemotherapy but came back in november he was sounding stronger all the time but he started missing things a couple weeks ago yeah. uh and passed away at the age of 68 but I've been in Chicago now for six years and XRT is its own sort of thing anyway, because XRT has got a whole bunch of DJs who love music and talk only to tell you about the music and not make names for themselves. They don't have some show in the morning. Who does right. whatever. It's just, it's, it's the rock and roll station. They were bought by Odyssey uh, three years ago, but they used to be the last independent radio station here in Chicago. And it's one of the places I find new rock music they like i've already heard good stuff and the new stuff some of which i'm some of which i love some of which i don't like as much but at least i get to hear it xrt right. is the place i go as an old as an old person now who still listens to the radio 
because none of the no, new folks, young folks do. Um, but Bramer is the reason that station is what it is and why it's an icon. He like the outpouring of, of support when Bramer passed away was uh, amazing here with Chicago. Uh, he also was one of those people, huge Cubs fan, was he, every other station would want his input on what the Cubs were doing, even though he's a music director over at another station. Um, but yeah, I when he passed away, it's weird. Not since Grant Imahara died from Mythbusters. Like it was his second celebrity I never met who I felt like I legitimately lost a friend when they passed away. Uh, Grant Imahara passing away, the, he had a he had a uh, aneurysm like four or five years ago. Died at the age of 48. I was like shocked. I couldn't believe it. I felt like Imahara was one of my best friends because I've seen him in so many things. I felt the same way about Lynn Bramer, even though I never even really saw him. I only heard him. Uh, but I just wanted a quick thing to to our best friend in the whole world, uh, Lynn Bramer, and may he uh, may he I don't know when the big the gig in the sky is that the song by uh, by uh, Led Zeppelin or no, Pink Floyd. No, you're right. It's Pink Floyd. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope I hope he's enjoying whatever it is up there and still having an awesome time. They did uh, they did four hours just as a tribute to Lynn okay. um, nice. for him on Sunday when he passed away. So mm -hmm. that's all I got. Okay. Uh, so now it's up to Elevator Up, Elevator Down, which is where I will make a Hall of Fame case just for the past week of someone who did something really good or sometimes someone who did something really bad. So here's my elevator down and she's been here. Elevator up, elevator down. Before. So. It's never sure. good to be the elevator down multiple times. Well, it's someone I've talked about and I was really rooting hard for. I'm not in, not as much anymore because I mentioned I was on a plane today. Want to know what I didn't do? What didn't you do? I didn't make an ass of myself. Oh. Because as much as I can be a goofball, as much as I can do a lot of dumb things at the border and at the airport, yeah, keep your mouth shut. Mm. Two years ago, we are, I, I was on a bit of a rant on this one. I was upset with your nation's Olympic body because they denied Shikari Richardson the chance mm -hmm. to compete for the U.S., uh, she was denied because uh, she tested positive for marijuana. Whoopity do! I, th I think most people in twenty in the twenty twenties, maybe in the twenty tens, don't care. So then it was interesting. So why didn't they? Because they could have overturned. They could have let her do. They could have let her compete. It was their decision not to. But maybe they knew something that we didn't know. That this woman is a colossal idiot. Okay. And that's really what I'm thinking. Now, did you see what she did on a plane? I did not. Okay. Well, basically, she got kicked off. Not surprising. I figured we were going there. That's where we were going. And unlike when, uh, who, who was it? OBJ got kicked off. And so we have, he said, he said. Well, we have the video because she uploaded it. Oh, now, yeah. Uh, I don't quite know exactly where it started, why the captain wanted to kick her off, but basically, I think at the time where it was like, turn your phones off, she wasn't and was insta-recording insta herself. Mm -hmm. And she was more upset that the steward, uh, the, 
what do you call a male stewardess? Male steward? I don't know. Just uh, call them a tenant. You're not, you're not going to gender anybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even, and actually the gender doesn't even matter here anyway. So no. got into, into the camera. Now there might've been something that happened before, but probably not. Either way, Captain knows that there's a ruckus. Captain doesn't give a crap who this person is, probably because he doesn't know who she is because she hasn't done enough to be famous. Transcend. Now, this woman should have it all. She should have everything. Because mm -hmm. here you have a woman who is great in a sport that people care about, albeit once every four years, but they still give a crap about. Uh, she models herself after Florence Griffith Joyner. Mm -hmm. Flo Jo was a star. I remember her. Florence Griffith Joyner is a pretty good person to model yourself after, let's be honest. Absolutely. And a lot of that, which he sort of models to, is her style. Now, if you look at Shikari Richardson, she's a very striking young lady. Mm -hmm. And that does not hurt. No. So you have somebody who is talented. And now in, in a bit of this, let's just call it a woke culture, she checks off a lot of boxes. Female, black, and apparently LGBT. I didn't know this until recently. So I think she's in a, a gay relationship. Okay. This all helps you if you want to get sponsors. As weird as it is to think about that from 10 years ago, but it's huge now. If I was, if I if I know all this stuff about her and I'm at Nike or whatever, and I think she's still signed with Nike in some capacity, I'm saying this is who I want. Unfortunately, we saw what happened last year, or was it two years ago, when she finished dead last in the meet, and that's when she got cocky. Also the same woman who, when she got told that she couldn't compete, did the best speech ever and made everyone love her. No, yeah, that speech was fantastic. It was the best speech ever. It should have been the template of what to do if you want to get people on your side, and it, it was perfect. And everything she's done since has not been. Now, in her diatribe, when she was getting kicked off the plane, uh, she was flippant, she was arrogant, she was a petulant, spoiled little child. And then mm -hmm. it also dropped the, does the captain know who I am? Mm -hmm. And then... At least she didn't do the, I'm the captain now. Sorry. <laughs> she did not. She, well, that, that would have been... That would have been funnier. Uh, it would have been. It would have been funnier because then she, then uh, as she's doing that, and then people start applauding because most people didn't know who she was, mm. and why would they? She didn't do enough to become mm. globally famous or American famous or, or whatever type of fame you want. Also, didn't do enough to even have anyone with her. She was, wherever she was, she was, go or going to, she was by herself. No handlers. No handlers. No entourage. No nothing. Now, Shikari's probably been on a plane long enough to know what the rules are. I guess not. But then also her last comment, as she, and again, she uploaded this, mm -hmm. which was, well, it's okay, I can fly private anyway. Then why didn't you? Exactly. Why didn't you? Mm -hmm. No, Shikari, you can't because you've made a few dumb decisions and you're going to blow it again. I hope yeah, I, 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 didn't, I, I, I didn't see any of this. Yeah, I'd like to be wrong. So she's an elevator down, I guess, for the U.S. Track and, Hall, Track and Field Hall of Fame. 
okay. potentially for our United States Athletic Hall of Fame because this woman has a track record. Uh, see what I did there? Of uh, making bad decisions. She's been a track record of being off track. Yes, and becoming very likable to. Nah, you know. Now I now I wonder. Maybe that's they knew something. Well, it's also possible she had a bad day and she has the opportunity to recover because we've we, the two data points that we have on her. Let's be honest. I'm not watching enough feet, ladies track and field or women's track and field to really know that much about what's going well, on. I, I was checking this out, right, to see. So mm -hmm. she's been up and down. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not necessarily lived up to the trajectory that she was going. Mm -hmm. So, but but my my point is the two things that we have we have an incredible situation and an awful situation. Okay. So maybe there's a medium between the two, which by 2024, when the next Olympics is, uh, is straightened out and everything from there. Who knows? So, and let's hope so, you know, yeah. for, for her own good. I, I, now I don't know what type of person she is because there's her at her handling a, the worst situation that could have happened to an athlete in the most gracious way possible to handling basic etiquette in a pampered, spoiled way. That doesn't make you relatable. True. Uh, which, I mean, great athletes, I suppose, they're not generally relatable in some capacity, but you yeah, can't I mean, market that. We, we, should, we should know. So. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And I'm sure she doesn't care what I think, but uh, it was... I guess maybe I feel a little let down because I, I want to cheer for this person so bad. Mm. I can't right now. Yeah, she has every opportunity. She didn't, from what you're telling me, she didn't hit anybody. She's not going to jail. Uh, no, I mean, I, I watched enough YouTube videos because I went on a binge one day just sort of like watching bad behavior on planes. So no, she would not have made the top 100. Mm -hmm. But it's always so, a big put off when somebody plays the do you know who I am card. Can't watch Legally Blonde anymore without knowing, hey, Reese Witherspoon did, do you know who I am to a cop? Mm -hmm. So that's just me. Fair enough. All right, should, should we go to the bad, the ugly, and the good? Uh, so starting with the bad, um, which which has a very good chance to turn to ugly here very shortly, the U.S. men's national soccer team situation right now. Um, so they got to the round of 16, the World Cup, which was their goal. They lost to a much better uh, Netherlands team. Netherlands was just a better team than the U.S. That should surprise nobody, right? But the purpose of that was we were the third youngest team there and we had the youngest starting lineup of anybody there. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea is to build towards 2026. Now they had a game last night. Uh, they lost to Serbia two to one. It didn't matter. They brought it. That game was really practiced. They brought in eight people who had never played for U.S. national team before. Team showed some pretty good, some pretty good uh, spirit and everything. But the interesting thing about that was who was not on there, which is their coach, is currently oh. in limbo. He oh. doesn't have a contract. How's that? 
He's out of contract. And with the situation with Claudio Reyna, his former teammate and former roommate, and not keeping Gio off the team. By the way, Gio Reyna has won, had the game-winning goal in two consecutive games over in Germany for his team, including scoring the 93rd minute to win over this past weekend. Um, the guy who he said wasn't going to play. Uh, Berhalter is kind of in limbo because he admitted that he had a domestic situation in college with his girlfriend that he sought treatment for and worked his way through and everything. Uh-oh. He legitimately did. And he, he married his wife. There's been no situation uh-huh. since. He literally did go through the treatment and everything else and apparently came out the other side. Like Berhalter is in his 50s. This happened when he was 19. Okay. Okay. But the people who knew about this were Berhalter's roommate, Claudia Arena. Mm-hmm. And Berhalter's roommate's wife, who was teammates with Berhalter's wife on the soccer team in their same college. Mm-mm. So when Gio got himself benched for no reason other than Berhalter did a bad job managing things and then sulked about it. So Gio came into the camp and apparently Berhalter told him, just by the way, you're never, you're not going to play that much. Just coming in. Why you tell any player that? I don't know. Like you tell them, be prepared. I'm not, you say, I'm not sure how much you're going to be going to play, but be prepared. That's basically what you're going to say, right? Not, yeah, you're probably my last option off the bench. So we told him that they had a warm up game against, I think it was Qatar. And he didn't hustle when he was out there. And Berhalter called him off the field, benched him, and then made him apologize to the other team or is going to, the entire team in the locker room or is going to send them home. So Reyna's wife, whose name I cannot remember right now, after this whole thing happened, leaked to the press about this domestic thing back 30 years ago. And this is where you get to the point where we are now. Now, the fallout of this is not just we don't have a coach. So right now, Ernie Stewart, who was another great uh, American player, uh, who had been the um, – let me make sure I have the right thing was. His actual role was sporting director for the U.S. national team, left today to go take over – at PSV in the Netherlands. Uh, Brian McBride, another U.S. national team player who had been the direct, I uh, can't remember his direct role. He was basically under Stewart, but above Berhalter. His contract is not renewed and he's gone. So they they there's a massive brain drain right now with the biggest World Cup in the history of this country. 1994, it was us coming onto the stage with a chance for the first time to show, hey, we belong in this competition. This is one where if we play our cards right, we have a chance to go further than the final 16 with a more experienced team. But we have no direction right now. There's nobody in charge of the U17 team. There's nobody in charge of U20. There's no one in charge of U23. There's no one in charge of the national team because the people in charge of making those decisions aren't there. Okay, that's that's pretty it good. It is a weird situation. Right now, it's bad. I mean, we're still, what, 1,200 days or something, more than that, from the World Cup starting in 2026, right? So we got plenty of time to fix this. So that's why it's not ugly, but it's trending ugly. 
Okay. So what is ugly? Ugly is the internet in general. <laughs> okay. Um, so, oh, by the way, also Claudio Reyna today resigned from his role with uh, FC Austin because of everything going on at the U.S. national team as well. So, yeah, there's been a lot going on. Anyway, I just want to throw that in there as well. Um, ugly is what's going on with the internet and how rumors get started. <laughs> so you and I talked about this briefly ahead of time. Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field a month ago. Less, a little less than that at this point, awesome. right? Yeah. Um, was miraculously revived, was back, talked to his teammates, was in the stadium. He was dressed up with sunglasses and some other stuff while he was in the stadium. Did not talk to reporters, but talked to his team. And because of all this, there's also a movement on the internet. I'm not going to say my opinion on it. But there's a movement on the internet saying that the vaccine causes premature deaths amongst people and the people are just dropping dead because they had the vaccine for COVID. So these same people are now saying that Damar is dead. He died on that field and they've been using a body double to try and like I just want to point out to all the conspiracy theorists, and here's the thing with almost every conspiracy. There's there's a great song from by a band called The Pierces, uh, who actually, I think the song was on Pretty Little Liars. I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. I love The Pierces. Um, mm -hmm. They have a song, the lyrics go, uh, it's about keeping secrets. It goes, you know, two can keep a secret if one of us is dead, is the line that they keep saying. In order for a conspiracy this large to exist, you would need literally hundreds of people mm -hmm. involved in this cover-up, one of whom is Cole Beasley. <laughs> You're telling me Cole Beasley had someone pretend to be his teammate go into the locker room, and Beasley, who is one of the most conspiracy theorist people in the NFL, was well, just like, what, what if somebody's done a body double on Cole Beasley? You know, he was out of the league until recently. Mm. He only came back. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, Evan and I both, uh, we like a good conspiracy theory. I, I, I love you myself. I, you can tell me whatever you want. They cooled. They had the Knicks number in their fridge or the freezer before the 1985 draft. I don't care. For the, for the for the lottery that, that they picked specifically that yes. next you've got to come up with some type of logic behind it not something where to, to your point i mean exactly and the thing also too where that all happened because like when i saw that trend on twitter you try to find there really was hardly anybody saying that this was the case it's just like i think two or three i could i could barely find anybody who actually believed it but that's but all it, it takes. But it, but it hits the echo chamber. So one one of my one of my favorite. Yeah. Do you ever watch TV show Brain Games? Heard of it, but never seen it. Oh, I love Brain Games. I I like it. So in my real life, guys, when I'm not doing this, believe it or not, I have a job. Um, I I run a sales. Not, I don't. Run, yeah, that's true. I run a pretty big sales team for a Fortune 500 company. Right. Uh, I have over a hundred agents who I'm who I'm working. 
And one of the videos I show them on a fairly regular basis is what I, the Vegas line video from, from uh, Brain Games. And so here's the setup. They're on the strip in Las Vegas and they set up two tents of barriers with just a sign that says line starts here. And just to see what happens, <laughs> put a video on. Yeah. What happens for 15, 20 minutes, people walk by, people walk by, nobody stops. They look at the sign, but nobody stops, right? So they put an actor at the front of the line. Mm -hmm. And people walk by and like, what's this for? He's like, I don't know, signs and stand here. So I'm just standing here. Like he was pretty noncommittal about the whole thing. Finally, a wonderful couple comes by the like, he's like, I don't know, it could be pretty fun. Why don't you join? And they're like, yeah, let's join. So they get in line behind him. As soon as there are three people, the line takes off. The, so many people are standing in that line for reasons they have no idea other than other people were standing in it, right? And eventually, I won't ruin what goes on, but eventually, they this a fake security card comes and lets them move, and the line, everyone in the line just does crazy things because the person in front of them is doing it. That's what happens on the internet, <laughs> especially Twitter, yeah, particularly Twitter. Yeah, uh, it's and the, unlike say Parler which is an echo chamber of only one type of people. Twitter is an echo chamber of different communities where stuff will bounce off and there'll be people making fun of people mm -hmm. bouncing off. And then there will be people reacting to people making fun of, and it just, that's how it goes viral and goes crazy. Oh. But this one, just stop, stop it, stop it. it and the other thing too, if, if you're going to sort of let, don't even feed into it. Because then all you yeah. do is keep that algorithm going. Yeah, there's one thing. There's one thing Kirk and I have learned through this thing. There, Twitter is a fantastic place to find people to have real discussions. Believe it. Or Absolutely. Not. But as soon as you get political, it becomes accessible no matter what. Wow. You do. Now, I actually did post some, one of the most political things I ever posted. I posted this week uh, with a member of my extended family was having some mental health issues went over to her parents' place for dinner where she knew where her father, who was a retired police officer, kept an unsecured gun and shot herself and committed suicide, right? All I put on that was, I'm not going anything I'm saying is, please make sure your guns are secured. That's as political as I get. That's a very hard statement to do anything, right? When my uncle Bob died, I said, guys, just wear freaking masks. Even if you don't care, let's protect other people. That was a lot more political for reasons I don't get, right? But getting involved in petty fights on Twitter is a terrible way to spend your life. And pointless. And pointless. There's good thing. There's good debates that can come out of it, but like, I, I well, I, mean, I had I had a conversation at the bar I frequent a lot near Mount Manitoba, near the base of Mount Manitoba. Can't wait to show it to show show you that place. You'd love it. That's where all the Sherpas hang out before they take you to the top of Mount Manitoba. Well, yes, I, I would say maybe I'm growing up to be one of the Sherpas here. I don't know. Nice. You, you, you have a very Tenzing Norgay look right now. <laughs> you know who Tenzing Norgay was? Oh. He's the guy who brought Sir Edmund Hillary up the mountain. So, oh, okay. Everyone, I, remembers, everyone remembers Hillary. Norgay was actually the first guy there. Uh, okay, I thought this was something that was kind of metrosexual, so I just took it as a No, that's a tough last name. It wasn't as big oh, as where, That's name. where I thought in my head. Yeah, that's what, big deal that's what you made it to Jeopardy and I didn't. Mm. Yes. And I didn't come up on Jeopardy. Instead, they asked me questions on luggage and famous names that doomed me. But you could. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Yes. Uh, no, and that was that was pretty much it. I mean, like my my like Twitter has been fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, my conversation there with someone. Um, yeah. Uh, and someone said, uh, oh, she was the bartender. She was saying like uh, like Twitter is just this awful awful place. So not if you not only if you let it be. Mm -hmm. I don't let it be. Uh, so actually, someone I think tried to bait me on something like because uh, I'm an anti oh, as political as I get openly is that I hate Trudeau, not necessarily his part his party. And I'll leave it at that. And someone who I don't think I've ever interacted with and I don't follow sent me something on Twitter saying, and I didn't bite, like the, the tide's shifting. Because right now the conservatives are, are leading in a poll, in a national poll. Like, okay, I don't know you. I'm not playing this. I, I tweeted a couple things at Justin and I wish I didn't because like, what's the point? Yeah. Right. Uh, I haven't deleted them and I'm not going to bother either. But uh, it's, nope, not playing, not engaging. Yeah, but that I just I just ugly this is the ugly side of Twitter. Yeah, it's not. Oh, let's, let's close. Let's close with something nice. Let's just not do this. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, the good uh, proof once again that you want a Brady and not a Manning. Joe Burrow defeats mm. uh, Josh Allen in the AFC semifinals. Burrow's going to win on Sunday, just so you guys know. The Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs. Where can you bet? Uh, I don't know. It's something that cost me a buck twenty-five. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, it was there. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. The Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs this weekend, right? Okay. Uh, the Chiefs have a very good record, but they're an incredibly flawed team. The Jaguars just completely forgot that Travis Kelsey was on the field, despite the fact that. The rest of those receivers on that on that uh, uh, Chiefs team are okay, mm -hmm. and they it ended up destroying them. Right, Mahomes is hurt. I don't know how mobile he's going to be, and if he's not mobile, and he locked down Kelsey. It's over. Right, and Cincinnati. Yeah, okay, but yeah, and Cincinnati's Cincinnati is going to get to the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, God, my my son somehow just by the way. We live in Chicago. I'm a huge Patriots fan. He decided during the Super Bowl last year he was going to be a Bengals fan during the Super Bowl. And during then when the they Bowl. lost, he cried for legitimately three hours. Is he still a Bengals fan? He still decided he's a Bengals fan. This is his team. All right. So I, do he decided during the Super I, Bowl. I, I've never met your son. I never met you either. But I'm yeah. holding him for the rest of his life as a Bengals fan. He is, he's a, that. He is a Bulls, Bruins, Bengals and he does and doesn't care about baseball fan. So he's Bulls, Bruins, Bengals, mm -hmm. and doesn't care about baseball. And then soccer, PSG, I think is his team for soccer right now. Uh, Paris, yeah. Paris Saint Germain. No, it's got it's got Mbappe and and Messi and a whole bunch of and uh, Hakimi, who he loves from uh, from Morocco. But anyway, um, uh, but this is the same thing we saw Brady Manning. Now Manning eventually got three championships, right? But he had all the weapons, all the talent. Brady, at least at the beginning of his career, kept Manning's being Manning's got three championships. Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Eli, Eli Manning is, we've already had this discussion. Yeah, but you said three championships. Or, or did you say a championship? No, he has one. He has one with... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, thought, I thought you said Manning has three. My apologies. Manning has three championships. Combined, 
Oh, well, hold on. No, I forgot about Denver. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about Denver. Yeah. One, I forgot about Denver. Yeah. He's got three championships. Uh, we saw this again with Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson. I was always a Russell Wilson guy. Always over Andrew Luck. Wilson's teams consistently went deep in the playoffs. Andrew Luck retired early. Right? Mm -hmm. It's happening again with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Okay, so your good is just uh, this is this is the next big superstar. My my good is that Joe Burrow is going to be, he's going to get to his second consecutive Super Bowl. On my honest opinion, I still think the Eagles are the best of these four teams remaining. Um, but uh, if he wins again, he's beaten he's beaten Kansas City three or not he the Bengals have beaten Kansas City three straight times. I think they're going to be in a fourth straight time. If he beats them four straight times, goes to two Super Bowls, which is as many as Mahomes has been to, and actually ends up winning this round. If they play, if they play San Francisco, if San Francisco has some style gets through Philly, they will win that game. Mm -hmm. I don't know about them beating Philly. Um, he's got to be no worse than second in the quarterbacks hierarchy right now. Okay. Behind and it's just great to see somebody who oh god and I loved I loved after they uh, they talked about the the tickets for the neutral site playoff game had the Bills won that game mm -hmm. they asked him what he thought about it. he's like I hope they're offering refunds like <laughs> <laughs> like I just love his subtle cockiness about stuff Joe Burrow is the is we've been looking for a Brady era parent it is Joe Burrow okay. and Joe Burrow is going to I don't know if they're going to win this Super Bowl this year. They got a damn good shot, uh, and they're going to be Kansas City this weekend. And watch, now they're going to lose to Kansas City. And well, that would happen if I said that. That's true, but yeah. yeah, it's and nothing will make me happier because if there've been two annoying fan bases this year, more annoying than anybody else, and this is a year in which Philly is good. It's been the Bills and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are talking about their dynasty, mm -hmm. in which they won one Super Bowl. And the Bills are talking about their dynasty in which they haven't even gotten to an AFC championship yet. So yeah. I'm the one is done. Let's finish the second. And then if it's honestly, as long as Casey doesn't win, I don't really care. I don't, this is how much I don't care. I should hate Philly. I don't. Yeah. Well, speaking of obnoxious fan bases, now that I'm, uh, yeah, the Leaf fans here can say, hold my beer on that one. All right. With that, it's getting a little late because, uh, the undisclosed location is a little bit further out, further east. I'll leave it at that. So uh, there's a few other things that we do here on the Buckerverse Network. The Buckerverse Network. I really like that. Uh, the, other, the other show that I do with Andrew Tessman and Brad Nelson, we just recorded uh, one with the Osmonds, One Bad Apple, where we mm -hmm. look at how the hell did this go number one? Uh, next one we're doing is actually a really, really good song. Uh, Brad Nelson picked it. He wants to look at it's just sort of like how, as opposed to like, really how the hell? And we're looking at Bridge Over Troubled Water. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so we're looking at something really, really good. I was so, when he, when he exploded Paul Simon, I thought, yes, we're gonna do 50 ways, but no, oh well. Oh, um, outside your head, she said to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Bernay and I do a show that's gonna be wrapping up soon, unfortunately, uh, commitments are gonna be taking him away for that. So I'm going to have to look for a new co-host on this show that I really like doing, which is this crap was on national television. 
So mm -hmm. soon we've got Small Wonder coming up and we're trying to come up with a good thing to close close this on. So it's been a lot of fun with Chris. I'm going to miss having him as our regular co-host for that. So if anyone who is would think that think you'd be really good fit for that, hit us up. Uh, Vinny Laspinuso just did a great one on Vinny Makes the Hall of Fame case for, and he just did one for on Kurt Flood. So check that out. That's out on YouTube. Uh, my interview with Sean Foreman of Baseball References is up. Uh, there's a lot more things coming. Uh, we are in the midst of also doing our own retro uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, mm -hmm. or, sorry, not our Football Hall of Fame Revisited. That's mm -hmm. going to come up soon. So if you want to be a voter on that and just tell us why. Just tell us why. Just don't say you want to be a voter. We want to know, like, why? Like, like where you're from, you know, because we want to at least try to get people from fan bases that maybe we haven't talked to, like Seattle, for example, uh, people in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. you know, central states. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that's some, that's some. Yeah, Keith fan to tell me I'm full of crap. There you go. Something like that. Evan doesn't mind. He can take it. I don't mind. I have nothing against Mahomes. I think Mahomes is great. I just, I don't like his brother or wife, but that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know the hatred. I think you explained this to me before, but yeah, and I'll, I'll close with something I've said before. Patrick Mahomes' uh, success has gone to Jackson Mahomes' head. Mm. Yeah. With that, wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe, everybody. Take care.